stay fly. Stay Who fly, is the original fly. man? The Asiatic black man, the owner, maker, the cream of the earth, and the father of the universe. How much do the planet weigh? This is what they was teaching. The planet right. weighs six people, 14 times per scene, 13 cycles. How many miles of have a land on the planet? 179 million square miles of have a land on the planet. This is what the brother was teaching. But the other <laughs> That brother came out of the teachings of his teacher who came out of the teachings from Noble Drew Ali. You're listening to the Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> hey, this is Ernie Thomas here on the Vol School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho Vaughner's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. All right, and we're live. <laughs> hey, it's Seiko Vaughner, DJ Seiko Vaughner. Find me at, at Seiko Vaughner. And it's not, it's time. For another episode of the Fly Guys Show, the Fly Guys Podcast. The Fly Guys Show, the Fly Guys Podcast is a series of conversations, melanated conversations about situations that impact our community. Uh, salute to Monique Hill. She beat me here. All right. She's a crumb fan. She's a master student. <laughs> Maybe one day she'll be a fly folk. Stay fly, Monique. Stay fly. Uh, wow. I've dated a couple of Moniques. All of them been beautiful. I know you are as well. Adorate. All right. So, um, what's up, Kim Possible? Oh, Sister Pool's in the house, too. Oh, we're, we're in good company. We're in good company. So, tonight, we're going to have a really interesting conversation. We have a brother, Frederick Jones L., who's going to join us. And he's part of the Morris Science Temple of America. And he's going to talk about his positions and the MST positions, uh, the Honorable Prophet Noble Drew Ali's positions on things that impact us. And I want to ask a couple of questions. I want to say, hey, look, we have police brutality. Uh, what's up, Michael Phoenix? Stay fly. All right. We have a higher level of unplanned parenthood, you know, we have higher incarceration rates. We have higher levels of poverty within our community. Hey, what's up, Rhonda? Oh, hey, my wife's on there. Hey, wifey. <laughs> oh, I know I'm in good company now. That's what's up. Brother Kinnick, Islam, brother, Islam. Uh, Kinnick L is one of the brothers of the Morris Science Temple. He was on the Fly Guys show twice. We'll have to have him back on. I might just send you a, a text with a link so you can join us tonight. We'll see. I'm waiting for Brother Frederick L. And one of the things that we're doing with this particular conversation, and it's basically asking if the, the, the teachings, the lessons, the prophecy of Noble Drew Ali, and uh, as, as elucidated through the Morris Science Temple, are strategies that will truly imp- you know, help our situation. And so uh, we want to talk about that. Um, we want to also say, uh, I say rest in power to Kobe Bryant and his lovely daughter. Uh, they became ancestors today. Um, you know, may the ancestors welcome them. May the heavens open up. May they continue to be blessings upon our people from the spiritual realm. And uh, may their legacy be a lamplight of success for our people. All right, so salute to uh, Kobe and his daughter, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. All right, so 
when we look at teachings, like, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and uh, some of the other fly guys grew up in, uh, you know, Catholic, Catholic and Christian is pretty similar, you know, uh, they're pretty much the same. They're just different branches of the same tree. And I've also, my father kind of had us around people in Islam. They had us around people in uh, Judaism or Hebrew culture, you know, um, also indigenous uh, religions. I've, so I've studied Ifa. I've uh, been with practitioners of Asara Set, who study the comedic science. And, um, you know, well, a lot of us are looking for strategies that are going to help our people. And so um, the Noble Drew Ali, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali, may his name be remembered well and his legacy continue, um, gave some really strong messages, one of which I loved was our dollars and cents. And it was S-E-N-S-E. And he talks about pretty much that we need to have our own businesses and we need to support those businesses that are high quality and make sure that our quality is high so it serves the community and serves our community. So uh, that's one of the things that, you know, Noble Dri Ali talked about. And I think he has some beautiful writing, some beautiful teachings. And we're waiting on Brother Frederick L. to jump in so he can uh, share with us if he really believes that these are going to save our community. So while we're waiting, um, I'm going to read through some of the comments. All right, so our issues are largely social and economic. So Brother Kinnick L says our values are, I mean, our issues are largely social and economic. I want to show this picture of my wife and I. Good picture, all right. Um, but back to Kenneth L's thing, are largely social and economics. And so the question is then, can religion or a strategy of tying yourself to a doctrine, you know, religion, you know, re means over and over again, religion means to tie yourself. So religion is tying yourself to a doctrine that should promote you and move you forward. I grew up in, um, in a Christian household that was really focused on liberation theology. So the way that my father and the United Church of Christ at that time and the ministers around us talked about religion was that all of this was anchoring us in a strategy and in doctrine and in processes that would lend us and lead us to freedom, justice, and equality. So it was, you know, it was truly liberation theology from that standpoint. And so that's one of the things that I really love because we studied Noble Drew Ali, Prophet Noble Drew Ali. In my studies, my father had a a confirmation class. And during that confirmation class, you confirmed your connection with Yeshua. And to do that, we also had to study all the other belief systems. And so stay fly to all the fly folk out there. I want to say that I have a hard time supporting anything that doesn't lead to freedom, justice, equality, and liberation. So I'm strictly about empowerment. And so if it's not about empowerment, in many cases, I might be around it, I might tolerate it, I might enjoy it, but I'm not going to really support it if it's not about empowerment. And that's one of the things that's happening with B1, FBA, ADOS. If you're following those conversations, those are pretty much looking for political empowerment. Now, I ran for political office in Virginia Beach, Virginia in 2018. I didn't win. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned so much that I've been able to help other candidates win seats in Virginia Beach and I tell you it's it was a great process to learn some things but empowerment is the key 
So to be a successful candidate, there has to be a level of empowerment. And I'm only for empowerment. So, uh, Brother Kenny, once again, he said our issues are largely social and economic. So I believe that empowerment, a focus on empowerment, can help our social and our economic issues. Now, Sister Poole says, no, it only seems to separate us. Uh, and I think she's speaking about religion. And the unfortunate thing about the unfortunate thing about religion is it has divided us. Um, it historically has divided our people and all people. But you know, if you look at most of the wars in the United States and if you look at the World War One and Two, uh, three, um, if there was one. It was largely, as Crum, Crum did a really great expose on this, they were largely religious. It was largely Christian against Islam. And it's interesting to me because when you look at Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they are all Abrahamic religions. So they all have the same roots. So what you're kind of looking at is a sibling rivalry. And you got one sibling who might be the older sibling who's just sitting back and that would be Judaism and like, ah, y'all got it wrong. And then you got brother one and brother, I mean, brother two and brother three, or it might be sister and brother, you know, I'm not putting a gender on it, that are fighting over silly stuff while the first one is like, y'all are acting stupid. And that's kind of what's happening when I look at the wars that have happened. We normally have wars that uh, deal with Christianity and nations that embrace Christianity and nations that embrace Islam. And you can kind of look at what's happening now in Iran and Iraq, and you see that those same things are happening. Now, um, others see religion differently. So Brother Kinnick says religion is law and the law is government. Well, uh, here in the United States of America, um, our governmental structure, which does have roots and traditional practices on this continent with the indigenous African people, indigenous people that were here, and it also has some roots back in uh, traditional Africa proper. Um, but it also has a lot of connections to their embrace of the canonized Bible. And so religion is law and law is government in the United States of America. That would be very true because our religious laws, our religious leaders were primarily focused on what's up, what's up, what's up, primarily focused on beliefs they had that they believe were religious based. So when we go back to Kinnick, who says that, um, no, religion is law and law is government there is a lot of strength to that so uh, as you can see good brothers and sisters good brother Frederick Jones L has joined us and uh, uh, Mr. Poole said facts hey look uh, as an MST brother I know you have a thing you gotta start off with so go ahead drop your science bro <laughs> oh uh, greetings greetings uh, good evening out there good evening to you uh, dear brother, thank you for having me on. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I rise, I give praise to the Almighty God, Allah, which is the higher self of man. All right, Allah, man of one. All right, uh, Lord of the worlds, master of the day of judgment. I give honors to his prophet, the illustrious prophet, Noble Joe Ali. I give honors to the forerunner, uh, Marcus Mosiah Garvey. And I give honors to all other redeemers from our community who came in the spirit of Prophet Noble Drew Ali, who came to raise our people up from out of their degraded state. And I give honors to where honors are due. And I give honors to everybody involved with the meeting. 
Ashe, Ashe. Now we have two titles for today's conversation. You saw the first title. The first title is the one that I placed up there. But Brother Frederick Jones L said he said he wanted to have a secondary title, which is the whole divine truth about your history that has been kept from you and has and the effect that it has had on our community. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be two secondary conversations, but they're all in one. And so. Brother Jones L, as a practitioner of the Moorish Science Temple and the teachings of the Honorable Noble Prophet Noble Drew Ali, you believe that the writings, the teachings have most, if not all, of the answers to uplifting fallen humanity. Is that correct? Well, I'll say this uh, in regards to that. I'll say... During the time that the illustrious Prophet Noble Drew Ali was on the scene and during the time that he came to our people, our people, for the most part, was not only fresh out of slavery, but they had no concept of what nationality truly was. They had no concept of what it was to be an American citizen as far as how you're labeling yourself you see like for example when the 13th amendment to the constitution was passed and ratified all right between the years 1863 and 1865 and then the 14th amendment which gave us citizenship rights in the year 1868 all right and those two amendments abolished involuntary servitude and made us citizens but we were still called by the tags that denote to slavery. So how is it that you can be a citizen, all right? But at the same time, them still classifying you as property, so to speak, you know, calling you Negro, Black, and colored. So I'll say that he's the one to come to our people and explain to them what was done. Here's how we're gonna fix it. Here's how you're gonna have your best standing at law. And here's what you need to deal with as far as the Constitution is concerned, because he spoke on it in the divine warning to the nations. So I would say he gave them what was necessary at that time. But does it stop there? No. So. Okay, it doesn't stop there. And so yeah. the uh, title for today's topic is Living Lies Our Teacher Taught or Not. Nah. Uh, dealing with Moore's, the Fly Guy Show, uh, Moore Science Temple, and Melanin. So. Okay, so you're saying basically that out of the enslavement process, once the enslavement process was over in the United States, we still, those of us um, melanated people, black people, I know you don't use the term, oh, I got to give my disclaimer. We start our show with a, a slight disclaimer saying that we're not stupid. When we use the term black people, we're using a commonly used term to refer to people of African descent, Aboriginal people, indigenous people, melanated people who have some ancestral roots to Africa in its proper sense currently, although we know that it had different terminologies and at sometimes it was a larger landmass, sometimes it was called Asia, it was called different terms. But I missed you for a second there. But hold on, hold on. And yeah. we don't think we're a crayon color, all right? We don't think that we came from a planet, a nation, a city, a state, or necessarily a family called black. We're not talking about civic standing and uh, 
we're not talking about nationality if we use the term African-American. So in our conversation on the Fly Guys podcast, the Fly Guys show, we use that term loosely and we realize there are many uh, growing in numbers and some shrinking numbers who are repulsed by that term. We affectionately and lovingly understand their position while we use the terms. Okay, so let's go. All right, so when we look at um, the teachings just coming out of the enslavement process, how were those teachings received? But, you know, before I go there, how did Noble Jurali get this information? Well, what I was going to say to you, the, the connection had failed and I missed a good portion of what you were saying before you started saying that. So that's what I was trying to tell you. Okay, we're Gucci. We're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, to answer your question, how did Noble Jew Ali receive the teachings? Right? That's correct. The teachings that became first the Morris Temple of Science and then later the Morris Science Temple. Right. Well, first it was the old Canaanite temple or the ancient Canaanite temple. Right. Which was something that him and uh, him and others had established. I, I believe it was an individual who was working in unison with Prophet Noble Jewali, an individual who I've seen. His name, they just had his name down as Dixon. So I'm not sure if that was the first name or if that was the last name. So, so in between the years 1913 and 1916, based on the information that I have and what I've seen, they established something again, like I mentioned, called the, the Canaanite Temple or the ancient Canaanite Temple. And they, there was a dispute based on doctrine. I believe Dixon and others wanted to kind of go along the lines of, of Christianity. Uh, Prophet Noble Jew Ali was saying that we are a people older than that. So there was a split or a breakaway. Some say that he was chased out of the temple. Like I've been told that. And we know man knows naught by being told. So I don't know how valid that is. But we do know that Noble Jew Ali parted ways with with the other individuals who was in the Canaanite temple. So, so in between 1916 and 1925, 1925 is the year that the Morris Science Temple of America was organized. And then 1926 is when it was lawfully charted, November 29th, 1926, lawfully charted as a civic organization. All right? And 1928 was when the religious affidavit was added. And which changed the complexity of the organization. And then he adjusted the name. You know, it went from Moorish Holy Temple of Science, something to that effect, to the Moorish Science Temple of America. But he said that the work was largely religious. So this is why the religious affidavit was added. And to answer your question uh, in regards to where did he get the teachings from? Well, he says he says that he got the teachings from the East, the Muslims of Palestine. All right. He said that he was an Egyptian adept. So when you look into the when you read the forward of the Holy Quran of the More Science Temple of America, Circle Seven, divinely prepared by the illustrious Prophet Nova Jurali, he says who freed the keys. And I'm paraphrasing, but he says where he got uh, the information from. So. Yeah. All right. Good. 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 Now, this information is it really the keys to solve our social and economic problems that uh, Kinnick talked about? Well, I wasn't there for what Kinnick was saying on the show, or maybe you mean something that Kinnick stated previously. But uh, okay, 
Yeah, but absolutely. See, I'll say this. Like, I had a chance to read the... Or, well, I had a chance to review the dollars and cents portion. That Prophet Nobujali talked about when he's talking about the industrious acts of the Muslims. When he's telling us to be industrious. He's telling us to be upstanding members of society. You know, he, he talks about better positions for our members. And, I, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, but essentially what he's saying are the same things that groups today teach as far as economics are concerned, about being upright, about being involved in community affairs, being involved in local politics. The same things that you and Brother Kenneth Eel are doing where you guys are are things that Prophet Noble Drew Ali and others was doing during the time that he was in the flesh, you know, telling the members to vote a certain way. These are the individuals that are going to do things for us. And he even said, um, Prophet Noble Drew Ali even stated that it takes finances to uplift the nation. So the economic portion is not something new. It's not something that Moore's abandoned. It's not something that we ignore. It takes finances. So if that answers your question. All right. Well, Kinnick said in an earlier chat that our problems are largely social and economic. So we're going to deal with that. So Sister Poole says, so what's the truth? Uh, And I know she's going to tap back in and give us some more, uh, you know, clarity to her question. But that's really the question on most of our people. When we run into uh, people involved in MST and people who are more involved in MST, and we deal with the questioning and we deal with the conversation. Um, it comes down to people saying, well, what's true? What's truly going to help us end, you know, police abuse and higher rates of poverty and lower economic um, situations and lower academic scores and higher unprepared parenthood and large, uh, you know, a large amount of self-hate. Um, what's truly going to get us to that point? So when sister says, what's the truth? Um, What's your response to that? Well, that's a very ambiguous question. It is. It is. Um, Well, when I suggested the topic, you know, which dealt with us not having the whole divine truth as far as our history is concerned and us having a lot of half-truths dumped on us, like the whole transatlantic uh, slave trade portion of the history. I don't know how many movies they keep making about that. You know, when they keep saying, you know, they keep pushing the whole civil rights, Martin Luther King thing. And not that I have an issue with that, but if you keep telling and showing the people that portion of the history, all right, and don't tell them anything else about themselves. I mean, the planet is 4.6 billion years old, 196 million square miles. And you mean to tell me that the only history that we have is a transatlantic slave trade history, then when they're going backwards, they'll jump back from that to ancient Egypt. So it's like, well, where is the rest of it? So so when you're dealing with truth, you know, when you're dealing with truth and a sister asks, what is the truth? You know, I think that we have to start by giving the people the whole entire narrative as far as the history is concerned. There was a time when we reigned on the Iberian Peninsula and in West Asia and in North Africa, we practiced slavery on people. Why they don't tell that portion? You know, we didn't just just wind up in slavery just out of nowhere. We was in Africa naked and 
some Europeans came and snatched us up. So we, a lot of things that's been done to us, we've done in the history. So we got to deal with that. So to answer the sister's question, we just need to be more well-rounded as far as the history is concerned. And that will have an effect on how we view ourselves. And then from there, it'll just be a trickle-down effect. So I'll say that. If that answers the sister's question. I think it does. I think it does. You know, um, a lot of us don't realize that um, people who call themselves Moorish enslaved Europeans. <laughs> and, you know, took millions. I don't want to I don't want to give a, a hard number, but took a large, great amount of Europeans yeah. to the area that we uh, that we now call Africa proper or or North Africa. Some might even, you know, use the term. Um, um, well, I don't want to use the country because I'm, I'm, I always have been directionally challenged. <laughs> yeah. So I might come up with the wrong term. Yeah. Um, well, but uh, bring in I'm brother Ponder who's going to jump in with this as well. Yeah. But um, peace, peace. I just yeah, I'm glad you brought up the fact that. Islam, how y'all feeling? Yeah, Islam. Salute. Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, in relation to the slavery portion and this is something that I stated to young Pharaoh in our debate when he when we was talking about our enslavement right our people being in captivity being prisoners of war I was explaining to him that the very word slavery or slave is derived from the term Slav as in the Slavics right. or Yugoslavs so being that the right. word we use to define somebody being in captivity today is named after them, that should tell you that they was enslaved at some point in time. So now we got to look at who did it to them. And this is what I mean when I say that we need to have a, a proper understanding of the history. So that way, you know, we can understand who we are, who we were, uh, uh, why we went into slavery, why we fell, why the European put the slave brands on us why do they wear our crown in some of their secret societies so it's a lot to it it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot so uh brother Kent, uh, brother ponder jacoby ponder chef jacoby ponder joined us he's one of the uh one of the adherents who pops up on the fly guys from time to time. I'm glad you got a chance to join in. One of the great things about Brother Ponder is he's well read, he's well studied, and he knows a lot of information. He comes with receipts. He can come with receipts off the top of his head while I'm kind of more of a generalist. So uh, welcome Brother Jacoby Ponder to the Fly Guy Show. We welcome you. We uh, thank you for joining us, man. How you doing? Peace, peace, Islam, man. Hey, thanks for having me on here, brother. Um, I, just got, I just got finished working, man, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to chop it up with you guys for a little bit. Uh, and uh, shouts out to Crom TV, first of all, because I'm only found on Crom TV, nowhere else uh, talking. And uh, when you said uh, some brothers from the Moore Side Simple is going to be joining us, you know, I felt inclined to join you guys because I am the Minister of Information for Temple Number 14 in Virginia Beach. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. All right. Well, we have uh, a couple of topics that we're dealing with tonight, and it's all dealing with the teachings of uh, Prophet Noble Drew Ali. So I want to ask you both brothers. I want to ask both of you. We can start off with uh, um, Brother Frederick, and then we can go to Brother Ponder. How would the teachings of uh, Noble Drew Ali help us deal with 
police brutality? Well, one of the things that the illustrious prophet Noble Drew Ali was keen on noble character, being upright, being involved in the community. See, back to, to community involvement. You see, whether you're at city council meetings, whether you're involved in local politics, having members of your organization vote a certain way. So when you're active in a community, when you're showing the presence, you know, certain things that today, you know, that way. And also, too, let me say this. The, the, you know, we have five divine principles in the MST of A, and I'm sure the brothers are aware of, and those five divine principles are love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, all right? The highest plane of life and the first divine principle is love. So a lot of times when you do things in love, you know, that solves a lot of problems from the rip. You know, that will prevent a lot of things from happening to you. So a lot of things that Noble Drew Ali bought was uh, preventative. So when you ask, like, how does that solve police brutality? Well, let me ask you this. We can't ignore the fact that a lot of our people have bad conduct and bad behavior. We just don't get abused just because. I'm not saying that the European is not in his lower self when he's bothering our people, but our people do some stuff. We do some stuff. We do a lot of stuff. So, you know, I think it boils down to who are you in the community? Who are you? What are you doing? Are you involved in the community? How are you when you're interacting with the authorities? What does your conduct say about you? What does your reputation say about you? It's not just police brutality out of nowhere. Sometimes it's things that lead up to that. So, so I'll say that. All right. Uh, Brother Ponder, your thoughts? Uh, well, you know, first, first, before I start speaking, I want to rise for a praise on to Allah. Um, I just want to, you know, kind of set the tone, set the vibration for the conversation by giving all honors to all the prophets of Allah. Um, I give honors to uh, Confucius, Buddha. Um, give honors to uh, Yeshua, Al-Mashiach, Rasulullah Muhammad, wa alayhi salam, and to my prophet, Al-Manabujuali, Islam. So, um, we have to first start with the fact of who's being brutalized, who's being hurt, harmed, or killed, and it's typically in our society in North America, they're called Negroes, commonly known as black people, also known as colored folks, also known by Jesse Jackson in 1985 as African Americans. When the Honorable Noble Drew Ali came to the shores of North America with his teachings, the first thing he taught in New Jersey, he taught us that we're not Negro, Blacks, and Colors. But those are all titles given to slaves by slaveholders. So if you understand that part right there, the only people that get harmed in America are people of color or claiming to be people of color. Because according to science, black means death. And typically, black people always get hurt, injured, or harmed by the so-called constables on patrol. You call cops. They're, only, they're always picking with the Negroes and the black people. Well, according to the science, it means death. Civil mm. martus. Civil martus is what black mean. And this is what the prophet brought to us. He said that, right? 
You That's must right. stand up and declare nationality. He wasn't saying this for any political gain. He was telling us, according to the human family, there's no such thing as Negro, Blacks, or colored people. They don't exist at all. So he asked a question about police, police brutality. I have not seen any Moors or anybody who has a nationality get brutalized by the constables. If there's a mosque a block from the White House in D.C. during the 9-11. No Muslim nor Muslim were injured. <laughs> but Negroes have been hurt by a thousand since yeah. the turn of the century. We got to ask ourselves, why is that? Why do only Negroes, black people, who we commonly know as NBCs, get injured? Because, see, they're being disobedient by not honoring their forefathers and foremothers. There you go. That's and right. that's why we teach the MST of A when they ask us, what makes you Moorish America? Because I'm a descendant of Moroccans born in America. Born in America. That's right. And see, one thing you can't change is a man's descent nature. You can call me what you want to call me. But I know I am my forefathers were without doubt a contradiction. So why do Negroes get harmed, injured, uh, over-jailed, over-policed? Because they are the section of our society with no nationality. I might say one more thing. There's three laws we must keep in mind. There's natural law. There's universal law. Right? And then you have what's called canon law. Canon law applies to religion or whatever your practice is. And that's why we ask ourselves as Muslims, what is our nationality? Moorish American. What is our religion? Islamism. That's our canon law. We have our own law. And sad is, but most Negroes, black people, African American, they're not in line with universal law. They're not in line with 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 with, with uh, natural law. They're not in line with any canon law. So they're outlaws. They're outside of the law. And that's how the Europeans rule. That's why court cases are on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. That's when Mars rule. It's esoteric science. This is all. This is more science, brother. That's all it is. More science. And sometimes Negroes are too ignorant to understand the science. So that's yeah. why they're being harmed and over police and over jail. It's science. Yeah. So you're, yeah. Yeah. To the you're saying, brother Ponder, that uh, you're saying, brother Ponder, that if we were all nationality, and then we would have no police abuse. Say again. If we were to, uh, I'm going along with your, your your talk. So if we were all to establish our nationality as Moorish, there would be no police abuse? What I'm saying is, if we all were to establish our nationality as Moorish Americans, not as Moors, Moorish Americans, then what we could do is, we could come together as a community, take our place amongst the affairs of men. That's the town hall meetings, the city council meetings. We can make our stance as a group as a national group and our voice will be heard no different than the LGBT they came together yeah. as a collective no different between the Ashenach and Jews here in America we know they're not Jews but they came together formed their identity created their canon law our canon law is the Circle 7 Quran we come together as a people I don't care what you believe in you have to come together yeah. under one national divine creed that stands for something then they'll leave you alone because you say, hey, we got a nation behind us. You can't 
You can't, excuse my language, you can't fuck with us. We have a nation behind us. But see, it, Negroes are individuals. So as an individual, you get picked off. So what I'm saying is, to your question, if we all proclaim to be anything under one name, that would make the difference. Yeah. And then let me say this too, because you asked, because you, um, the good brother, you had asked, again, how does what Nova Jewelry brought, or how does nationality save you or protect you from police brutality? And to camel walk with my dear brother, I stated early on that it's it's all of the things that Noble Drew Ali brought so that we can be involved in the community. It's not just saying, see, we're not just saying once you step up and say, hey, I'm Moorish American, or hey, I proclaimed my nationality yesterday, you can't touch me. No, it's not it's not just that. It's all of the things that come with that. It's all of the things that he brought. Being again, being involved in the community, knowing which way to vote. Knowing which politicians are going to do the things that you're asking them to do in the community. Just being visible. You see, it's strength in numbers. So just being visible. It's all of these things that play a part in being able to protect you from police brutality. And all and all of the things that I mentioned is nationality. You see? And see, one the thing that I really love about what is, you said. It's nation. Nation. Nationality. Nation. So it's strength in numbers. So this is what we're saying when we say that, you know, nationality is a formidable part of, you know, us getting out from under the iron hand oppression of the pale skin nations of Europe. But go ahead, brother. So. All right, great. I, I like that strength in numbers piece as whose focus on, on empowerment. I understand that and I push that. Uh, so next question, lower academic scores. How will the teachings of Prophet Noble Drew Ali impact the fact that um, those of us who were born here in the United States seem to have the lower academic scores uh, when compared to our peers? Well, well look, check this out. I'm, I'm going to say this right real quick. You have to understand, right. right, who education system are we under? And we have to understand what the word educate means. It comes from the Greek word eduku. It means from pull out what was already in. If our right. children are in the school and they're not, the information is not relatable to learning about George Washington and Christopher Columbus and ETC, right? Because see, our children now are being born, the DNA is already coded for them to wake up. So we can't send them to your European or your mind school, right? This isn't racism. The Europeans built their foundation on their education. It's their dictionary, it's their words, it's their lexicon. They even created their own religion called Christianity. And that's why the prophet says we must return Christianity in the church back to back them. To the we don't right? keep the Bible and keep Jesus. But see, the point of the matter is we allow them to come in and, and create their uh, ciphers or their institutions. We force our children to go in institutions and we wonder why our children have a difficulty learning from a Eurocentric mind frame. It's not the children. It's not the children. It's that the history and the bullshit they're teaching our children don't apply. It don't stimulate our children's brains. Brother, we are able to create and build pyramids. We're all L's and B's. We're creators. The European had to create education to catch up with what we was already doing. They had to create Pythagorean theorem to understand the pyramids. So it's their education system that we're pushing our kids into. We must come from out that situation 
educate our own kids. And for the Morris Science Temple, real quick, we have every Sunday, Sunday school. That's just what and I was about prophet, to say. Yeah. And the prophet said, out of Sunday school, out of that class, brother, teaching our children who they are. My, my children are both 8 and 13, and they know that they're Morish America. 8. So my son get 18, 28, 38. There's no such thing as Negro, Black, and Color. He, he know what a nigga is. He know what a triangle-like nigga is. He know who the real colored man is. So we must teach them that, and that's what we do on Sunday school. So, see, the prophet already got it signed up for us. We just got to get behind the prophet, man. That's it. All right, so uh, let's move on. It looks like you were uh, you were uh, saluting everything the brother said. Um, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, Islam. To camera walk with the brother. The brother was, um, you know, when the brother talked about Sunday school and things that Prophet Nobujali stated, he said that out from the Sunday school comes the guidance of the nation. He also said that every temple should have a school. You know, Prophet Nobujali also said that he has come for the young and yet unborn. So he's already telling you that what he has brought, he's preparing the future generations. So to answer your question, when you talk about low test scores and education, ETC, the temple created and founded by the illustrious prophet Noble Juali created a remedy for that. You know, he talked about two hours in the up-to-date library should serve to relieve the strain on our men of letters. He's talking about those who were contributing to the Moorish guide. So basically what he's saying is whatever you're doing will trickle down to the babies. And, you know, relative to all of the other things that the brother spoke and that what I spoke on. So, yeah. All right, next question. Uh, higher unprepared parenthood rates. So, um, is there anything that Noble Drali taught that, that would, if adhered to, would prevent uh, early parenthood, uh, you know, teenage pregnancies? Absolutely. The prophet taught us to lift up fallen humanity. That's the woman. He also gave us instructions in the, in, the, in the circle seven to tell the men to honor your women. He tells us how to live. We tell tell the women to honor your husband and children obey your mother and father. See, this stuff, this stuff is already signed up for us. It's just the average Negro don't want to live by no rules. They don't want to get behind nothing that means nothing. See what I'm saying? But the prophet already brought us that information, brother. In the service up, he, he already gave it to us. He told us what to do. So yeah. that alone will begin to eliminate what you're talking about because the fathers will be in the homes. The children will understand a family structure. And not only did the prophet teach that, but one of the students of the prophet, may peace be upon him, Master Farad Muhammad, taught the same thing to the NOI, which... Uh, Elijah Muhammad taught and then on to Malcolm. They all taught the same lessons because they all came from Noble Jew Ali. He told them what to do, how to get the black family structure together. So in the 50s, in the 60s, you had more black families together. But not only that, in the 50s and 60s, a black father made three times less as a black father in 2019, 2020. But he was able to support his whole family with less education. A black father in the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s and the 50s didn't have a bachelor's degree, a doctoral degree, or a social degree. They had a trade they did. And with that trade, they were able to earn income to support their family. So you may see uh, old, let's say old school pictures of families in the 50s and 60s with their four or five children, eight, nine, 10, 16 children, but they all made it off of father's paycheck, right? Now in the, ni- 
in 2019-2020, right, the so-called Negro has been kept at the bottom ring of society through many variables. Planned Parenthood being one of them, which is known as the American Birth Control League. So we talk about the high pregnancy weight rate, talk about the disproportionate rate of black fathers in homes. You have to go back to the historicity of how it all happened. Because through the 1920s to the 60s, black fathers were in the homes. It wasn't until the 80s that black fathers start, stopped being at home because of over-incarceration and, and, and crack cocaine. Say that again. Say it again. Black fathers, we were in the house in the 60s. In the 80s, Say it again. we were there. So a lot of shit is propaganda. A lot of it is is is, is hogwash. But as the prophet taught us in the MSTFA, out of the worst, the wise find the means of good, brother. You have to study and understand what's going on. So to answer your question about the, uh, you know, Prophet Noble Drew Ali brought marriage laws. You know, he told the brothers to take unto thyself a wife. He told you to be a faithful member of society. So that's telling you, again, all of the things that I mentioned early on. You know, be involved in the community. You know, be involved in local politics because that's the most important part of politics is locally. All that national and and uh, the executive branch, you know, like all of that matters. Being aware of what's going on on that level of politics is fine, but be involved locally. You know, be involved in what's going on in the community. You know, he told, like in the marriage laws, he told the wives to obey their husband. He even had laws for the children. So he brought remedies and answers to the very questions that you're asking and that the viewers are asking. They just have to see the best way to meet Prophet Noble Drew Ali is to meet his literature because he's no longer in the flesh. You know, so meet his literature, read some of the things that he say, and you'll see that the remedy that he brought for our people then are the same remedies that will work right now. We know you love jazz music, so let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. some jazz music with a little trap flavor jazz and Caribbean hey we mix it up so online look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music Grandpa Crunk jazz music Because we're suffering some of the same problems. So, all right, Sister uh, Poole brought up the question of drugs. So I, I'm assuming, based on her simple statement, drugs, that she's hoping that you can show how the Prophet addressed or his teachings would address the problems that we are having with drugs. Um, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Well, one of the well, I'm going to go to the oral statements. Now we know that the oral statements are hearsay. We know. It's, you know, one person said that this person said that the prophet said, but one of the things that a prophet Ali told the Moors allegedly was he told them, he told the sisters to stay out of the alleyway with their turkeys. He told the Moors to stay out of the bars or don't smoke in bars with your fez on or something to that effect. I don't remember the exact quote, but in saying these things, he's telling them. Don't be out in the community on your lower self. 
He may not have explicitly addressed the whole drug situation, which we know wasn't no crack cocaine epidemic during the time that he was in the flesh. But when you see the things that he addressed, our people being on their lowest self when he was in the flesh, that applies to now. You can take those things that he said then and you can apply it to right now. So I'll just, you know, yield with that. And you know what I'm picking up with right there, real quick. Uh, so what we understand is drugs. We have to understand the only thing that that's, that's recorded for the black community that we know of, right, at our age, I assume we're around the same age, a little bit older, is the crack cocaine era. You hardly know anything about the prohibition era, which were way worse than the, than, 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 than the crack era. See, during the prohibition era, I'm going to bring some history right quick, right? The Prohibition area up in Chicago, you had a crew called the Purple Gang, who were a crew of Jewish gangsters who would get booze in from Canada, right, over into Chicago. Now, Prohibition was about at the same level as the so-called crack academic. But what you see is a bunch of so-called Negroes being arrested, shot, raided over cocaine. That's called propaganda. That's why you must study and find out what really happened before it happened. So when she say drugs, drugs was going on in the 70s, in the 60s. Back then it was called this regular, this regular powder cocaine. If you had a little bit of money, you could snort cocaine. See, the average Negro wasn't doing cocaine, right, in the 60s and 70s. You couldn't afford it. 60s and 70s, the high thing was pot or marijuana and then drinking because prohibition laws just lifted 20 years prior. So niggas are drinking by the gallon. So alcoholism was a bigger epidemic than the crack epidemic to black people. We have to understand that. I plug my phone up. So now, so now going into the 80s, right, you have the crack epidemic, but you also have a political machine behind it. The Reagan administration was behind it, right? And then the follow-up with Reagan and then Bush and then on into Clinton, there was four or five administrations tied up. Against the so-called American Negro to pump cocaine into the uh, black neighborhoods called the projects, which was literally a project. You had people like Freeway Rick, the real Rick Ross, who told this story and told you how the CIA gave him cocaine to put into the communities. So this stuff is all sequentially signed into place because around the 60s, right? Everybody in the 60s was part of the Black Panther movement at that point in time. Unfortunately, the, the Moorish Science Temple, as we knew it now in the 20s, had died out and dissipated during the 40s and 50s and then rekindled in the late 70s, right? Through various other societies, I would call them, right? Not gangs, cliques and crews continue out the MST of A from their grandfathers, right? So, anyway, going back to the crack cocaine era, a lot of gangs, a lot of propaganda against American Negro was started. Against our, against us, not for us, but against us. So drugs themselves have always been the vice of the so-called Negro. Even going back to uh, Tuskegee uh, Project, but they was giving black men uh, syphilis and herpes. But not only that, they was giving them drugs to see which drug worked better for the cause. So we have always been the test dummies or the test monkeys of society <laughs> propaganda. You see that? <laughs> Interesting. And that's why the prophet, it's just so much science, man. And I'm going to take my seat, but it's just so much science that 
we have to overstand. We've been understanding for too long. We have to overstand who we are as a people. If you don't want to be a Moorish American, then fine. 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 The prophet already said he ain't going to say it but a handful, and he got fingers left over. So it ain't for everybody. But for those yeah, of us thanks. who understand that there's more, no pun intended, there's more to what's going on than what our eyes see. And, and, and you have a nationality. You belong, the word nationality comes from the word NATO, which means kin. And not only must you study words, right, which is called etymology, the history of it, but study onomastics. And I'm done. Study onomastics. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say, all right, let's go to the next question that's dealing with uh, self-hate. Now, first of all, you know, a lot of us will say things like, we're the only people that hate our people, which is nonsense, it's not true. But we do have high rates of that. So how would the uh, teachings, I'm going to let you start off, Brother uh, Fred, Brother Fred Jones L, let you start it off. How would the teachings of uh, Noble Durali help us with the self-hate that we seem to have picked up? Well, Prophet Noble Drew Ali talked about uh, having race pride. All right. That's in the Moorish literature, which the Moorish literature, of course, is a bunch of articles that was authored uh, by the Prophet during the time that he was in the flesh. So he talked about having right. He talked about having race pride. Pardon me. He talked about if you think that you're better, then join. Join the Moorish science temple of America become a part take your place in the affairs of men know that the various slave brandings that was put on you was the act of European psychology and see I have to go back to that you know not to sound repetitive all right and not to keep repeating myself but a lot of times the most potent degrees the most potent lessons are the simple ones you see he told you that the act of European psychology was the fact that the European put the black brandings on us. You know, he said that that black according to science means death. I think that the brother mentioned that. He said that anything that was colored was anything that was stained, painted, varnished, or dyed. He said that Negro deludes to black in the Latin language. So, so if you study um, European history during the Middle Ages, like if you study Old Norse history, their funeral ship used to fly the black flag. You know, they would call certain diseases in Europe the black death or the black plague. So to them, anything that was black was bad. It was evil. It was wicked. So this is the European psyche. This is the psychology. So when we try to take the things or the tags that he put on us and try to, you know, violate the rules or what these terms denotes and try to turn it into something good, that's a problem. You see, like, see, these are spells that we're casting when we're calling ourselves these things. Like, when you're putting words together with letters, what is it called? It's called spelling, right? So you're casting spells. So these are spells. You know, when I mean, you look up the word black, I don't care if it's in the law dictionary. I don't care if it's in a regular or basic Oxford's or a random house. Read what that stuff says, all right? It says evil, wicked, absent of light. And I'm paraphrasing, but you could go to any dictionary and you can look at that stuff. And then we wonder why the, you know, we have this, this disdain for one another sometimes. We wonder why it's so much strife. We wonder why it's so much negativity. 
You see what I'm saying? So this all plays a part in the whole self-hate thing because it's how we see ourselves. Now, we know that... You're saying that the terminology that we use... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, brother. Yeah, go ahead. The terminology that we use has led to our self-hate? Well, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is we... When you look at how we refer to ourselves, when you look at what we tell the world when we call ourselves these things, like when other people say black people, it was black people that done this. Oh, the blacks over there across the way. Oh, this is a black gang. Think about how that sounds. But then think about how it sounds when you say someone of Polish descent or someone of Moorish. You know, it was Moorish men that came. Think about how that sounds. I mean, it's relatively rather simple when you view it for what it actually is and not for what we want it to be. Again, there's a reason why he put the tag on us. And that stuff resonates, man. You know? It absolutely does. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. All right, so just like, for example, like, let me ask you, like, let me ask you this. Like, for example. Okay. Like, when we're dealing with certain orders, like, we'll take... You know, we'll take, um, you know, we'll take some of the various appendant bodies or what I like to call the honorary degrees that's, a, that's associated with Blue House Freemasonry. And when you look at some of the tags and some of the titles that these brothers refer to themselves as, what do these brothers call themselves? Is it not honorable? Is it not prophet? Is it not illustrious? Is it not noble? Is it not prophetess? You know, see, these are things that let you know that these are upstanding members of society. These are powerful people. They ain't calling themselves these things that deludes to slavery. They're not calling themselves names that don't represent someone who is high station. So you can look at that as an example and see. So what you call yourself is everything. It's everything. Mm. So, all right, listen, 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 listen. Oh man, boy, <laughs> listen. Oh boy, hey, listen, man. We got quite a few people on the uh, live right now. Um, and and I, I was read read through the comments, whatever the case was, and listen to what what, what what the brother was saying. Man, it's a lot, man. So you know. I'm gonna try to talk real quick for about about three or four minutes straight, and then uh, for those who want to take notes, quick. that's real nope. quick. <laughs> listen, but I'm saying for the reason. Look, 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 look listen. Those who want to take notes, please, you know, go ahead and grab your, your pen and pad and take notes. I'm not here to convince yeah, anybody. I'm not here to convince none of y'all. This is information. Don't believe a word I say. Go look it up for yourself. And see now, now, now I'm gonna talk history. To y'all, yeah. a lot of y'all don't know history. Who, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it, right? So, I want to learn history. I learned about words. I want to say a couple things real quick. In a certain seven Quran, it says, "Would the fish take the bait if you know the hook was hidden within?" I'm about to give y'all a bait and get y'all hook real quick, just because see, I believe that. <laughs> It's my job to get y'all understanding who you are. Get you wondering. By hook or crook, I'm going to get y'all wondering who y'all are on this planet. So the brother said something about black, right? 
any word that you research or understand, go and research what's called the etymology. The etymon. See, the etymology does a couple of things for you. It lets you know when the word was invented, what year the word was invented. In a dictionary, Oxford, or the standard dictionary, you look up the word black, it's going to say B-L-A-K, comma, A-D-J. The word A-D-J, the letters A-D-J means adjective. This is called parts of speech. This is why Negroes are behind in the school system, Seiko, because they don't understand the law of language, which is called lexicon. So they're dyslexic. They're out of law. They don't know what words mean, how words resonate. They don't know that spelling, as the, the good mo just said, spelling, the definition of spelling is incantation of spells. That's right. Magic. After you learn how to spell, you then learn what's called grammar. The root word for grammar is grimoire, which means magical incantations. Dyslexia. These niggas are dyslexic. That's the whole point. That's why they don't want to read the Circle 7 Quran or read the Bible or read any holy text that was sent from what we say, Allah. Right? And when we say Allah, we're saying all law. The law of nature, the law of the universe, canon law. Right? And if you're out of those laws, you are an outlaw, you're mistreated, you're shot, you're maimed. You just discarded for society because you're not even a human anymore. You're reduced to that of an animal. This is slavery. And we know as Moors that anytime you gratify your lower self, you and your animal nature. And if you're a Christian, you understand that the first thing that God, or who they call the Elohim, the first thing that the Elohim did for Adam and Eve, he killed animals and gave them animal skin. Once they became encloped in the animal skin, they fell from the ethers and began to vibrate real slow and began to adorn their flesh. This is a science that we teach in the MSC of A. So let me tell you something. You can believe me or not believe me. I'm not here to convince anybody. Nationality is the order of the day. Noble Jew Ali said, if you don't think I'm a prophet, then watch my prophecies. The prophet said, he's going to make the Europeans give us America back in our hands. Just wait for it. He said, keep the Bibles. We're going to use their Bibles to condemn themselves. To condemn the uh-huh. mm-hmm. That's why the Constitution says, Seiko, the Constitution said, we are endowed by our creators with certain unalienable rights. Now, why would the Constitution say that shit? This is a separation between church and state. Why is the national government saying that every man is endowed by his creator with certain inalienable rights? And what did the prophet noble Jew Ali tell us? Who made you? Who is your creator? And we say, Allah. Can you see him? No. But can you meet him in our heart? That's right. Where's the next place you can meet him? That's right, man. The Constitution is telling you whatever your God says. That's what stands. And that's why we teach that Allah and man are one. One. And what what laws do we abide by? We abide by our laws. We have our own divine laws and constitution and bylaws, brother. 
You see that? And we obey the laws of the land until they infringe upon what we believe in. Because again, the Constitution okay. said your creator gave you a whole other set of laws that your creator sets the standard for you. So as Moorish Americans, as upright walking citizens, or upright as a brother mentioned earlier from the Masonic laws, what they call on the square. We're on our square. We have right. all the degrees of society. We meet right. on the square. We have all 360 degrees of information. And I'm speaking that way because I myself, I am a 90th degree Mason. I'm a 32nd. I'm a Shriner. I am a noble. I am a real noble. I went through the burning sands literally. You see that? I know what it means when the Shriners in America, when they put their fans on their head, brother, I'm going to say this and I'm done. The Caucasian put the Shriner fans on their head. They bedazzle that shit with words like Aleppo, Mecca, Medina, Islam. And we don't oh, worship that shit. And we don't <laughs> worship. Why the Europeans got on the fences or what they call a, the, this is for the Moors, because the Moors got to read too. On your head, you have what's now called a fez. It's called a tarbush or tarba. And that tarbush or that fez used to have a bill on the front. But the Muslims ripped the bill off so they can make salat. Yeah. Some of the Muslims wrap turbans around their tarbush or fez. This is where the Moors got to start reading. When we say that our flag is over 10,000 years old, take me back to the historicity then. Yeah. And see, I know I'm a Moorish American, but I come out of the school of Dr. Malachi York, brother, so I, yeah. I overstand what the Moors don't know. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not bragging a, a supreme Muslim, a supreme understanding either. But I know who I am. I know that I am a part of Allah. And I understand that I have information. And when me and Brother Crom talk, I tell people, I have 26,000 years of information. And talking to you brothers in this last 45 minutes, I have gave you 1,266 years of information. That's a short time of information I just gave y'all. This is all right. information, brother. So at the end Good of the day, job. brothers and sisters, if you're listening, you can, be, you can remain a Christian for a short time. Because the prophet says some of the best morals in the church. And then see, if you're on your square, you understand the church means the word circle of brothers. That's all that means. That's all that means. That's what a church is. So anyway, so now, if you don't claim your nationality, and this is to all the so-called NBCs, Negro, Blacks, and Colors, is on this broadcast. <laughs> There's no such thing, according to the human family, as a Negro person, as a black person, as an African-American, those are all colloquial titles that were given to you by slave catchers in 1776, and it lasts by 1865. But now this is a new era in time where all you Negroes must proclaim your nationality. And that's it. Well, I wanted to touch on one thing. I wanted to, um, before, to camel you with your brother. Before yeah. you go there, so, before you go there, uh, I want to just yeah. give our tag. We've gone over an hour, so we're going to keep going. This is the Fly Guys podcast. Today we're dealing with living our lives, our teachers taught or not, and we're dealing with uh, Moors, 
uh, the Morris Science Temple, Melanin. We have, uh, I'm going to pull the names up again so we can all check in. Uh, of course, I'm DJ Seiko Vrana. We also have the brother Frederick Jones L on the phone. And we also have the Minister of Information, uh, Chef Joby, uh, Jacoby Ponder. I'm uh, sorry about that, bro. Uh, Chef Jacoby Ponder. Sometimes I have to close my eyes to remember what things are saying. So we've been talking about um, what the noble profit noble thought and how it can impact our lives here in the United States. So Brother Frederick, go ahead. Yeah, indeed. Praise the Lord. So to camera walk is what our dear brother stated when he spoke on the importance of religion. And you know, earlier I touched on the fact that upon Noble Drew Ali changing the complexity of the Moorish Science Temple of America by adding the religious affidavit in the year 1928, all right, changing it from a civic organization to a religious organization because he said that the work was largely religious. And then, so the brother had mentioned the Constitution, and I believe I mentioned the 13th and 14th Amendment amendments, pardon me, earlier. The First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America talks about religious freedoms. It talks about a lot of things, too. It talks about freedom of press, freedom of speech, uh, freedom to peaceably assemble, freedom to petition your government for a redress of grievances, if I'm not mistaken. And then the freedom of religion clause, it says something to the effect of Congress shall make no law establishing an institution of religion or abridging the free exercise thereof. So that's very important because you could do a lot of things in a community under the guise of religion. All right. But I mean, legitimate things. I don't mean take this information to become a better criminal, because I think that's what some people think when they think of us sometimes, because I've even gotten it. But again, what Noble Drew Ali bought, there was a method to the things that he had done. You know, there was a method to what he brought and a, a lot of what he brought can solve a lot of the problems that we now have today. And those are largely some of the same problems that our people had during the time that he lived. Like the brother mentioned um, the prohibition era of time. And he's, he's, he spoke of how that era of time, as far as substance abuse, was worse than crack. All right. But the same remedies that Noble True Ali bought then for that, we could take those same remedies now and apply them and be successful. And then one last thing that I wanted to say relative uh, to the brother mentioning something about the Shriners. See, this is another thing that I didn't touch on. A lot of us don't even know when we join these orders, we're imitating ourselves. This is why Key 16 in Quran questions for Moorish children says, how did the prophet begin to uplift the Moorish Americans? By teaching them to be themselves. So, if you study how ancient Arabic order nobles of the mystic shrine was even founded, that was founded in the year 1870 by a so-called white European master mason from New York named Walter Fleming, who traveled to North Africa, the Holy Land, and France. And the reason that France is key, the reason he went there is because we know France around that time was fleeing France due to the Franco-Prussian War, and one of the places they went was North Africa. Algiers, Tunisia, ETC. So Walter Fleming traveling there, he seen the culture, came back to New York and created this honorary degree or pendant by and called the ancient Arabic order nobles of the mystic shrine. So that degree is based on you. So this is why Noble Drew Ali is saying, just be yourself. Show up. 
Don't mark your feds so that it's no confusion with who they are versus who we are. You see? But see, in, in order to know that, you got to know yourself. So this is all Noble Drew Ali was trying to do. He was trying to raise you up from a dead level to a living perpendicular. Hiram, who's the dead man who was laid in a shallow grave in the north after he was knocked in his goddamn head, that's the Negroes of America. Don't know their origins in the world. Easily led in the wrong direction, hard to be led in the right. Poison animal eaters. Believe in the teachings of the 10%, all right, which is something that W.E.B. Du Bois called the Black Boule, the talented 10. I don't want to get into all of that, all right? But Noble Drew Ali was trying to rescue you from them, from the very people that prey on our people. He told you to wake up, and that's the deal. This is why they don't talk about him. This is why they don't talk about Noble Drew Ali, because it ain't no finance in freeing you. Not to go off on a tangent, but the prophet is right, and I'm gonna yield the floor on that note. Well, um, I'm, we're coming to an end, so I wanted uh, both of you to kind of share where people can tap into if into your information and into your movements, and then just a last word, if you will, as well. So just say where people can yeah, find yeah. you to give a last world, a last word, <laughs> brother mm-hmm. Jacoby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, well, like I say, man. I really appreciate having having me on on the platform. Whatever the case is, you know, I wish we can start start doing like a, a series or something like that. We we can go for a full uh, two hours and, and really teach, you know. But but this I think leaves everybody appetite wet, leaves them hungry, and hopefully do that, they'll go research. Um, what I want to say is right here. I'm I'm going to touch and agree on whatever the, whatever the brother Mo got to say because see. One thing is Moors, right? What we got to realize is we can't do anything to cause the public disagree with us. So anything the Moors going to say after I say, I touch and agree on what he's saying because I also believe in one prophet, one temple. Islam? Islam. If the prophet ain't right, temple ain't right. Islam, and the prophet man. said, if you've lost faith in the prophet, then return your turban and your face get pinned and return back to the state that I found you, Islam. <laughs> That's right. So with that being said, Mo, the only thing it is left, family, is to look into the fact of proclaiming your nationality. It's one thing that was guaranteed by the United Nations. The United Nations rule and governs the planet. And if you are amongst the United Nations, there's certain rights that you are afforded. Teach, but you are the you are the going. natural you are the natural inhabitants. I don't want to hear no more about this goddamn uh, uh, Aboriginal stuff. You are the natural inhabitants of Earth. Period. Not just Africa. The whole entire Earth. Stop just claiming Africa. Claim the whole Earth, people. And that's mm-hmm. why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught who is the original man, the Asiatic black man, the owner, maker, the cream of the earth, and the father of the universe. How much do the planet weigh? This is what they was teaching. The planet right. weighs six six quartillion tons per scene, 13 ciphers. How many miles of the habitable land on the planet? 179 million square miles of habitable land on the planet. This is what the brother was teaching. But the <laughs> Uncle Nova, that brother came out of the teachings of his teacher, who came out of the teachers from Noble Drew Ali. And that's why we give honor to all, all of them, 
all the prophets. And the sister said earlier, this is a religion. We don't get caught up in religion. The word religion means religion, realigning. So yes, we do have a religion. We're realigning ourselves because we understand the science. We overstand the science, basically. So with me signing off, brothers and sisters, please get to your nearest Morris Science Temple. At least Google. Look up. I mean the good and the bad. All of it. And you make a decision for yourselves. But I'm telling y'all, without a nationality, you will continue to suffer. You will continue to suffer. And that's what hell is. It's suffrage. And right now you in hell. You in your lower self. You in your lower self. You gratify your lower self by fornicating. Drugs, alcohol. This is what the lower self brain it foodness, thievery. All right, the lower brother. self breeds all that shit. So get back into your higher self, people. Proclaim your nationality. I'm the best information. Temple number 14, Virginia Beach. How can they reach you online, Jacoby? Hey, Sly. All right, so he cut off. Uh, but you can find if you were to go on Instagram or Twitter and on the IG handle Chef Jacoby Ponder J-A-C-O-B-Y P-O-N-D-E-R that's how you can get in contact with Jacoby Ponder he's a chef, he makes some great food he also does cooking classes so, all right, Brother Frederick L tell people how they can catch you and give some last words alright, so they can catch me on my Facebook page, my Facebook is what I call myself, Frederick Jones Ill, that you see at the bottom of the screen. That's my um, Facebook name. And on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Moorish, M-O-O-R-I-S-H underscore, I believe that's what that is. And then ADEPT, A-D-E-P-T. So that's how uh, you can reach me on Instagram. And yeah, some final words, just to camel walk uh, with what the brother said when he talked about uh, the original man being, excuse me, when he talked about the so-called black man being, being the original man of the planet. It says in the Supreme Wisdom, lessons and actual facts, which is where he was drawing from, which that's something that was authored in the year 1934 by Master Far Muhammad and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And what it says about the original man, the Asiatic so-called black man, it says that he's the original man of the planet, the maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, and God of the universe. And then also, um, you know, when the brother talked about overstand and understand, let me give a brief breakdown on that. When you understand, that means to go and stand under. And check the foundation to make sure that what you're about to build on is sturdy so that you don't build on something without checking it. And then it all comes crashing down. You know, just what you did. And then to overstand is to go and check the top of it to make sure that your bottom and your top is sound. You see? So, uh, you know, shout out to the brother. Honors to the brother for even being on here. You know, I didn't know that another more was coming on. But praise the Lord for that. You know, praise the Lord for you, too, uh, brother. So... Yeah. All right. Well, it was good having you on, Brother Frederick Jones L. And, uh, yeah. you know, the Fly Guys podcast, we have 
<sighs> melanated conversations about things that can improve our situation. And when I have brothers who are involved in the MST and some of the offshoots say that we have the solution, I want to talk with them because I really want to make sure that the fly guys brings the fly information so we can improve our situation. And uh, one of the sisters said she doesn't trust people who all demand that we have the same path. Uh, <laughs> we get that. Uh, I want to tap into a couple of other things. That sister also said uh, many years ago, she almost changed her last name to L. Um, Can I touch uh, on know, that just briefly? Yeah, you know just what? Briefly. We're going to do that on the second one. We need to do, right. do that on the second one because it's obvious, bro. We had another sister who said that she wanted to have a series. And, you know, brother, I'm, I'm trying to go through the yeah. through the comments and find that message. But, yeah, sister said series, please. Brother Jacoby, who's been on before, said, uh, you know, there's yeah. a possibility we can have a series. So I think we should have you back on and have a series because we're trying to find the strategies. And uh, I love what everybody's doing. I want to say now salute to all the fly folk who've left messages. And uh, Brother Frederick and I are going to check the YouTube versions of this and we'll be able to respond to your comments and your questions if you leave them after we go off the air um to answer your question sister um we normally come in on sundays normally we come in at nine o'clock today we came in on a little earlier but uh if you keep you know if you subscribe to crumb tv you'll get the notification whenever the fly guys podcast the fly guys show is going to come on and you'll be notified so if you haven't hit that subscribe button we want to have you as one of the subscribers so you know when we're going to go live you know when we're bringing new information and it's going to come from a lot of different paths on the fly guy podcast so we want to say thanks to brother frederick jones l oh you know before you go off i know you have some music you're a music, you know, you're a musician. So yes. tell us a little bit about that and then we'll say goodbye. All right. Can I briefly touch on the ill portion where the sister said that she was going to change her name to ill? I'd be like 20 seconds on that. <laughs> really? Just, yeah, just briefly. Really? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so in the Morris Science Temple of America, we don't change our names to ill and bay. Like, we don't get rid of the European family names that was put on us. We annexed the name. So like I was born Frederick Jones, right? That's my father's name. So we annexed the name and just add on. So I'm going from Frederick Jones to Frederick Jones Ill. So that way it's no confusion. I'm still Frederick Jones. So you're not changing the name. So I'll say that on that. And uh, we'll go more into that at a later time. And as far as the music, portion i do have uh, projects up on itunes and i would appreciate the support and and thank you uh, to brother varner uh, to mr varner for, for for bringing that up so my itunes is frederick jones and i the latest project that i put up which was a single that i called solar facts all right and that's on there and i released that a few months back and that's the precursor to my sophomore album that I have coming that I'm calling Jewel of the West Nile, which I don't have to explain why I'm calling it that. And yeah, so just go to the search engine, type in Frederick Jones Hill, Solar Facts, or Frederick Jones Hill, iTunes, and it'll uh, bring you right to it. So, yeah. All right, good, good. So we can check out his music. Uh, I also am a music producer. You can find my music under the name Grandpa Crunk. 
Crunk's crazy name, but it's crazy good music. So just look for Grandpa Crunk and you can find us. want to say salute to Crunk TV for having us back on. Uh, we'll check you next Sunday. All right. Now, Frederick Jones L will be back in contact with you soon as well. And we'll get you back on the show. It would be great to have you possibly as one of the fly folk. And so I want to say goodbye to all the fly folk who've been leaving comments. We thank you. May God bless you by whatever term or name or gender you understand that good orderly direction comes from. We salute that. We love that. And we love you. Peace and blessings. Go do some great things. Let's improve our community, our nation, our community, and our race. Let's improve it. Peace. Peace. All right, so the broadcast is ended, and uh, I think stay floss, 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 stay floss. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests, unless we say we agree, unless explicitly stated. Stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss. Stay conscious. Stay fly.